plenty of capital to invest in buying other businesses and doing other things, but those businesses wouldn't be as successful as they are without a different set of knowledge, without a different set of skills and a higher knowledge than what I had at the time. And so I knew that I needed to learn more and I began investing myself. And that investment has paid off higher dividends than any software I ever bought for my business, than any marketing tactic I ever implemented into my business, than any employee I ever hired. And when you fill in those gaps of what you don't know that you don't know, that's what allows you to use that knowledge to implement strategies that solve issues more thoroughly and cost-effectively. You are listening to The Infinite Franchisee Show. I am your host, April Porter. I am a franchisee empire building strategist, creator of the Infinite Franchisee Program, attorney, and an award-winning multi-unit franchisee on a mission to fill the gap between the franchise model and the executive level strategies you need to increase profits, build a team, and scale into multiple locations. Here, we connect every franchisee to infinite possibilities. Only six to 15% of businesses will ever make a six figure income. That's right. That's 85 to 94% of businesses who will never make six figures. Is this because businesses don't survive long enough? I mean, we know the statistic is that 33% of all businesses fail in the first year and that 50% of businesses fail after five years. And that's true for all types of businesses, both independent and also franchises. But is that the reason that people don't make a six-figure income? Or is the fact that people don't make six-figure income the reason that businesses fail. That's my theory because who wants to keep working longer hours than they did before they became a business owner, making less money than they ever did and doing it for years upon years upon years. That is just terrible. <laughs> who wants to do that? Nobody wants to do that, right? So when people find themselves on that hamster wheel, in that trap, working and having all this additional responsibility as a business owner, but not inching any closer to at least a six-figure income, income, it makes sense that they would bail. Hence the high numbers of failing businesses. Now you always hear out there that businesses fail because they're undercapitalized, but I have another theory about that. I think it's because business owners invest in the wrong things. So most people start businesses with some capital and they use that capital to get up and going. And in doing so, I see business owners invest in the wrong things over and over and over again. So what are the wrong things, the things that end up just being expenses where you don't get a return on your investment, meaning that money is going out for whatever that product or service is that you're spending money on, but it's not creating any revenue. It's not bringing you to higher levels. It's not helping your business grow. That's an investment in the wrong things. The reality is in business, you are absolutely always investing. You're either investing on getting to where you want to be or in staying in the same place. So I want you to think about that hamster wheel that we just talked about where business owners get on there and they can't seem to get to that six figure mark. On that hamster wheel, when you're making investments with your money, it can be on things that aren't 
actually pulling you off the wheel. It just keeps it spinning. A wheel that keeps spinning like that eventually is going to gain enough momentum to roll downhill. We don't want to roll downhill. We want to go uphill. But if you go uphill, you have to invest in the things that actually break the hamster wheel. And when it breaks it in half, it becomes ladders that will lead you up the hill to where you want to be. An illustrative example of what I'm talking about is that of an addict. So someone who is addicted to drugs, when they go and buy their next hit, they are making an investment in themselves. They're making an investment to stay in the exact same spot, addicted to drugs, looking for the next hit. And we all know the sad tale if that investment continues to reoccur. Eventually, they are on a path to total destruction. It's going to lead to devastation and likely death, if not by overdose, then just by shortening their life due to the abuse of their bodies. However, the addict that decides to make a different investment, that decides to seek help that decides to invest in treatments and breaking the habits of addiction and forming new habits, they're the ones that begin to climb that ladder out of that life and into their full potential. So this is true in life just as it is true in business. And there is only one investment you can make in your life that gives you complete control over the return on that investment. When you invest in yourself, that's it. When you invest in yourself, that investment pays off for an entire lifetime. And it helps elevate not just you, but those people that depend on you, the people that rely on you, those people that you surround yourself with. When you elevate, they elevate. This is why people make the investment in college or in trade school, because they're trying to build a better life. Learning new skills, learning about new ways of thinking, new perspectives helps people tap into bigger opportunities. It's also why people invest in their kids. Investing in braces when kids are young, because we all know that straight teeth leads to being more attractive and more attractive people tend to have more opportunities. They don't face challenges in the way that people who have crooked teeth do. In fact, I had very prominent teeth when I was a kid and I was made fun of mercilessly. And it was the one thing that really affected my self-esteem where I didn't want to smile in pictures. I was afraid when I met new friends that they would start making fun of my teeth too, right? So it can have a devastating effect. When we see an opportunity to invest in someone we love or ourselves and we don't take it. Another example is investing in sports training for kids. These days, kids are involved in all kinds of activities, whether it's sports or learning to play an instrument or dance. But parents many times see these extracurricular activities as a pathway to a better life and to more opportunities for their children to create experiences that the parents never had. And so we make these investments in our kids kids over and over again. And that's where we like to spend our money is investing in what we believe is going to provide a better life for those that we love. But what if your kid's parents, yeah, that's you, knew how to make a six-figure income or more in their business? I mean, what kind of life could that provide for your children? I hope alarm bells are going off right now. Ding, 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 ding. Obviously, you knowing how to break this cycle and knowing how to beat these statistics creates a better life for those that you love. And that's why you invested in a franchise if you're a franchisee. If you're not and you're a small business owner, it applies to you too. But we're going to talk about how it applies to both here. You invested in a franchise because you saw that as an investment in learning how to run a successful business until you found out that it's not. Because what you really learn when you invest in a franchise is 
how to have the job of running the model, how to run the day-to-day -day operations that get that franchise to be at a level of success that is defined by the franchisor. And that is generally profitability. Now, again, I'm not knocking franchisors here because they've given you the proof of model and they've actually delivered on what they said they would do. It's just that there's a lot of miscommunication and most people when getting into it, believe that you're investing on getting an entire Bible on how to run a business. But what ends up happening most times is that fran franchisees, especially first time business owner franchisees, end up working more hours and making less money than you did as an employee for someone else. And when franchisees realize that, or when non-franchise business owners realize they too only know how to work the job of running the business, that's when you begin making investments in things outside of yourselves to fill that gap. Why? Why do we do that? Well, because we know that there are things we don't know that we don't know. So we begin looking for experts that do, and we just want to hand it off to them because we lack confidence in ourselves to be able to handle it. So we invest in marketing tactics. Maybe we purchase an employee reward system, a technology that gives our employees rewards, or perhaps a customer reward system that will start rewarding in customers, believing that that's going to make them come back through the door again and again. But business owners, the majority of business owners never invest in themselves. Why? Well, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. You've actually been programmed to believe that your leaders and teachers have all the answers. So subconsciously, if the franchisor didn't teach it to you, then your body, your mind, your brain, everything goes into autopilot on the assumption that there isn't any more to learn. Because we have been indoctrinated to get all of our education in a classroom setting from those teachers and leaders that we look to, to actually feed it to us in a structured manner. When our franchisor doesn't have any more to give to us, we're like, okay, that must be it. So now I just need to invest in things to take my business to the next level. That's one reason that people don't invest in themselves. Number two, it's because we've also been programmed to believe when you are responsible for providing for others, spending money on yourself is an expense and not an investment. And remember, an expense is something that doesn't give you a return. It just purely is money going out without bringing money in. What do I mean by that? Well, I can't tell you how many people I have talked to, business owners, parents who might even have, you know, holes in their socks, but they don't buy themselves new socks because that money can be spent somewhere else in the household. Things like buying new shoes for yourself or maybe even getting your nails done or going to see the doctor. These are things that people put off because they're allocating their funds to other areas for the people that they provide for. This is what we've been taught to do in our personal lives. And what we do is we take our habits from our personal lives. We apply those to business because that's all we know. And because it is subconsciously ingrained in our systems. So whenever we are provided an opportunity to invest in ourselves, many times we think of that as an extravagance. We think of it as selfish. We think of it as greedy to spend money on ourselves instead of spending it on others. And what we need to do is flip that thinking and see it as an investment. If you fill the gaps of what you don't know that you don't know, how could you be of better service to those around you? How could you be a better employer? How could you provide better service 
service to your customers? How can you have a bigger impact on your community and grow your business and use the wealth that you accumulate to do greater things in the world? There's a third reason though that people don't invest in themselves. The third reason that people do not invest in themselves is because you are taught to seek advice for in a random fashion, particularly in franchising. And this is the shape that it comes in. You're going to hear from your franchisor, oh, you should contact the top franchisees and ask them what they're doing to be successful. Have you heard that before? The thing about that is that the advice is random. It may not apply to where you are in business right now because where the top franchisees are, they're at the next level. They're at a different place in business than you are. And what's working for them in this moment doesn't necessarily apply to you or won't work the same for you at the level that you are. When you're seeking advice, whether it be from top franchisees or podcasts or professional development books, the advice is being given without understanding all of the variables that are unique to your business and to the stage of business that you are currently in, to the team that you have, and to the skills that you are bringing to the table. What ends up happening is we're piecemealing these pieces of advice and trying to shove them into our business, but they don't fit together like puzzle pieces. They're not sequential. They don't build on each other in order to give you a true blueprint of how to get from where you are to where you want to be, which is likely where some of those top franchisees are. So we invest in the things that top franchisees are saying, oh, I just implemented this, or I did this marketing technique. I bought this employee reward system and I put that into place, but they're at a different stage of business and they have laid a different foundation than you have at your stage of business. And so while you can invest in that, it may not give you a return on that investment because it doesn't apply to your business in the same way that it applies to theirs. And the fourth reason that people don't invest in themselves is because they believe that investment of time is better than investing money. This is a killer because we all heard the saying, time is money. And that could not be truer than in business. So if you believe right now, well, I could do this myself rather than paying someone else to do it. I will just get the advice from the franchisees rather investing in myself to get there faster. Well, it could take you three years to learn enough to get to the level you want to be instead of being there in three months. If you invest in yourself to get it in a sequential order to understand how to apply it to where you are in business. And that's what I mean by people making mistakes when they first come into business and they spend their capital on these expenses that don't give them a return. And then what happens? Well, if they're not getting a return, it's all money going out without creating money that's coming in. Then the capital starts to disappear. And that's where the undercapitalization comes into play. And I see these mistakes over and over and over again is because people are missing that the surest bet is betting on yourself. It's betting on yourself. It's a lesson I had to learn as well. And I didn't learn it until I had been in business for two years. I was on the hamster wheel and I'd had a lot of success up until that point. In fact, I had other people asking me, what are you doing? How do you be success? How did you get to where you are? And I was doling out random advice here and there, trying to help people. Well, I do this and I do that, but it would be in a 30 minute phone conversation. I couldn't possibly map out all of the things that I had put in place in a 30 minute conversation, but I was trying to be helpful. But what I knew to be true is that there was a void. I had a big void. It was a void of the, I don't know what I don't know. And I could feel it. I 
could feel that there was so much out there that I still didn't understand about business ownership. And I knew it because I could see, I could see other people and where they were in their businesses and where I wanted to be. I knew that Steve Jobs and Mark Cuban, I always mention Mark Cuban, Jennifer Lopez, I love her. She's a total business mogul as far as I'm concerned. I could see that they all knew things about business that I didn't know. They were thinking at a higher level. Yes, they had plenty of capital to invest in buying other businesses and doing other things, but those businesses wouldn't be as successful as they are without a different set of knowledge, without a different set of skills and a higher knowledge than what I had at the time. And so I knew that I needed to learn more and I began investing in myself. And that investment has paid off higher dividends than any software I ever bought for my business, than any marketing tactic I ever implemented into my business, than any employee I ever hired. And when you fill in those gaps of what you don't know that you don't know, that's what allows you to use that knowledge to implement strategies that solve issues more thoroughly and cost-effectively than spending money on the outside solution. And that's what's a hard to see right now at your stage of business. You see, I'm having trouble with employee retention. Hey, how are you retaining your employees? Well, we just got this great employee retention app. I invested in that. My employees are loving it. And I think it's really working. Amazing. I'll get that app. What else do you do? Oh, we also do team building activities. So I take my team out once a month and I spend $250 and buy him food and drinks. And we just do something fun. And that's really helped with our retention. Okay, great. I'll do that too. But yet you're still losing employees because if you invest in yourself, you may learn, in fact, you would learn different management techniques. You might learn about how communication across generations is now different and how you have to change the communication, both the delivery and the cadence in which the technological delivery and the spoken delivery you have to change in order to meet the expectations of each generation and to get them to buy into the culture. When they buy into the culture, their performance will raise as will the customer experience. And then they stay longer. Those skills are out there and you can learn those skills without having a retention app and without having team building. And the reality is that top franchisee, they have those skills and they started with that foundation and then they added a retention app and they added team building exercises on top of it. And that's the difference between investing in yourself and investing in things. And when you do that, you also can create additional growth strategies. Those different growth strategies are what take you to that six figure level and beyond. And it breaks you out of that hamster wheel so that you don't end up rolling down the hill, but you actually create the ladder that helps you climb the mountain to success. So today's lesson is to invest in yourself. You are the sure thing. You are the grand prize. You are the reason that you became a business owner because you were absolutely convinced you could do it and that you wouldn't fail. And so put your money where your mouth is and begin investing in the thing that's you that will be the difference maker in your business. You can do it. And we're here to support you. And that's what we're doing this week in the Release Your Business Beast Bootcamp, because all of you have the potential to be business beasts and it's free. I'm not even asking you to invest money in yourself. Just get your butt in class and learn how to go from where you are now to where you want to be in a sequential order by building a foundation that allows you to make better investment choices when the time comes to invest outside of yourselves. I'll see you in there. Thank you for setting aside time to grow your business and mindset with me today. 
Every franchisee has a dream to achieve sanity, wealth, and gratitude. And I created this podcast to help you do just that. So if you loved what we covered and you know someone who could benefit from it, I would be honored if you would share it with them. Between now and next time, don't you dare settle for anything less than infinite success.